Hey guys, welcome back to the Colorful Plates Podcast, your weekly source for what's happening in the produce and food service world. This week's interview features Chef Oscar Ortega, owner of Atelier Ortega and Coco Love in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. He is also the corporate pastry chef for one of Proax distributors, Muir Copper Canyon Farms. In 2011, Chef Ortega was named one of the top 10 pastry chefs in America. He has participated and been awarded in a multitude of pastry, gelato, and chocolate competitions. Currently, he is preparing to lead the USA Pastry Team in the World Pastry Team Championships this month in Milan. Chef Oscar has a long history with confections, and his passion for what he does is evident in the way he speaks about his craft. I can't wait for y'all to hear his interview. But first, let's cover our market reports. It's fall, y'all, and most people think of pumpkin patches, flannel, and other fall things like the infamous pumpkin spice latte. A lot of people also think about apples, which are gorgeous right now. In the East, new crop apples are available everywhere. Gala, Honeycrisp, Macintosh, Jonathan, Cortland, Golden Delicious, Fuji, and Red Delicious are all available in abundance. Quality is fantastic in all areas. In the West, they have not begun harvest on Pink Lady, Brayburn, Lady Alice, Jazz, Envy, and Granny Smith apples, just to name a few, but will begin next week or so. All other varieties are being harvested full steam ahead. A commodity that's popular no matter the time of year, personally, I can eat guacamole at any time, are avocados. Avocados have had a year of ups and downs, but right now the market is stable and Mexico continues to ramp up the harvest on new crop fruit. Chilean fruit is also beginning and will hit peak season this month through December. Continuing to struggle with quality issues are strawberries. There is better availability due to recent heat, producing more fruit than would be normal out of all growing regions, but quality is still fair with overripe fruit and bruising being the major flaws. The weather is projected to cool off soon, hopefully bringing relief from the heat and the quality issues. The harvest of cantaloupe has slowed out of Arizona's desert growing region due to recent weather with quality being fair. Honeydew is definitely a better quality and cost option for now. Mexican production of honeydews will ramp up this week and will be available through the winter and into spring. Also, Mexican cantaloupes will ramp up in the next two weeks, but will only be available for a limited time as the Mexican cantaloupe season runs about four to five weeks. That's all we have for market reports this week. For in-depth market reports, remember to check out the source on ProAx website as soon as it's released each Wednesday. As mentioned earlier, this week's chef interview features renowned chocolatier and confectioner and consultant chef for one of ProAx distributors, Muir Copper Canyon Farms, Chef Oscar Ortega. Chef Oscar spoke with me at length about his passion for cooking, his roots, and his proudest moments. Let's take a listen. So Oscar, tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a chef and the work that you do outside of working with Muir Copper Canyon. All right, for uh, for Copper Canyon, I, I run my business. I have two pastry shops and cafes. I have Atelier Ortega with uh, it's everything uh, in there. We produce everything for the two shops and for the uh, online business. Also, it's an online business that what we have, you know. And then um, we produce for restaurants and hotels. Uh, uh, as it's a very important part of the of the business, you know, the wholesales. Um, I also have a I mean a chocolate boutique in downtown Jackson Hole. It's called Kokolov. Uh, it's mostly a place where all the tourists that come to Jackson and go to downtown, they will visit. It is a most-to-visit place mm-hmm. in, in town. It's almost a destination point, I would say. Um, and then I am, uh, you know, I, I also a team manager and coach for one of the USA national pastry teams that we compete in international competitions. 
basically in two big international competitions. One is the Le Mondial de Art Sucre in, in Paris, in France, every two years. And the other one is a competition we're just about to compete. It's at the World Pastry Team Championships in Italy, in Milan. Uh, I am also work as an independent consultant for big dining services like universities and, and, uh, and big companies that they do uh, a culinary program for the for all the employees, you know. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much what I what I do outside uh, working for Copper Canyon. Also, you know, just a long list of like five or six. Just a little bit. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, I go to. <laughs> I usually go to Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City is about uh, three hours. Well, it's about four hours. You know, uh, if you drive like a decent person, it's about four hours. Four hours. <laughs> uh, if uh, I was telling you about the Monterey thing, because I love cars. You know, I'm into the sport cars. And, uh, and I wanted to go to the to the to the show last week or two weeks ago for the cars, you know, but I didn't make it. Anyways, so uh, I go to Salt Lake City every twice a month, sometimes only once a month. Like this month, I am about to go. Uh, that's why I had the, the the opportunity also to sit down today because I am pretty much finished the interview with you guys, and then I go to Salt Lake City. Oh, nice! To do some. Uh, yeah, some of the, the things that take I take a little trip. So, um, yeah, take a road trip. I love it. You know, I love the drive. It's like disconnected. It, it's good. Yeah, you start thinking about everything else except the work. You know, so it's good. Um, and um, for me to become a a pastry chef, a chef, you know, I uh, I started my uh, my career in Mexico City, uh, studying at the Cordon Bleu in, in the university over there. And then I uh, I left to to London, where I I had the opportunity to visit before, um, and I really like that country. And and I established over there for about two years, and I started to cook in different places, you know? mm-hmm. um, in restaurants and and hotels. And uh, every time I wanted to learn more and more and more, and, and, and any place that I was working there, and I felt that I didn't have too much to learn anymore. I will just leave and then go to another place, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's why I, I started to to be, get very involved into cooking, and I also was obviously as a, a as a cook as a as a chef, I was very involved in in confections all the time. I love sweets. I always love desserts. I always love chocolate. I will try to go to the chocolate shops just to buy one, two or three pieces of chocolate every time I could, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's where I got interested on that. Up until whenever I went to to Italy, and I had the opportunity to apply uh, um, this school called Castalimenti in Brescia, in Italy, north uh, north of Milan, and um, and I started to study over there uh, a degree in 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 culinary uh, uh, Italian cuisine, and I had the opportunity to take classes with the national pastry team of Italy that won one of the most important culinary pastry competitions in the world that year, which is the Cop du Monde de la Patisserie. And it was when I got fascinated with confections and chocolate and pastries yeah, and fantastic. gelato and, and all that, you know. So yeah. that's what I started to, my career um, as a pastry chef. I finished my, my degree, uh, uh, my culinary pro, uh, pastry program in that school. Uh, and since then, I just started to work as a pastry chef until I, became uh, uh i came back to to usa you know but uh i've been in the states all only in jackson since 2002 okay something like that yeah 
Yeah. So I'd be 16. That's where you settled after you came back from Europe? Yes, that's where I I settled in here. You know, I love the snow and I love ski. (laughs) I love snowboarding. And and when I came that time, it was just, it was in the middle of the winter. And it was so much snow that I just couldn't live anymore. And besides, Jackson was so beautiful. I was kind of tired of living in big cities too. And I found, you know, Jackson, which is really... Uh, a bubble we call it the bubble you know, yeah in the middle of yellowstone national yeah Park. it's a perfect place to get a mix of a little bit of a city not not too uh, big, yeah but... exactly yeah <laughs> so it's uh it's, it's what i decided to stay here and i had the opportunity to open my shop my first shop it was called chocolato uh it was just a little tiny chocolate boutique uh in very close to downtown in 2000 and at the end of 2005, 2006, something like that. That's fantastic. Yeah. And you said you actually grew up in Mexico City. Is that right? And you started cooking with your mom yes. at a young age. I was always uh, I was always in the kitchen, you know, when uh, uh, we were growing up. My mom, my mom was from Italy and she used to uh, always tell me, oh, you have to be a chef. You cook very well. Oh, you know, you have the... The, we call it uh, in Spanish the sazon. You know, yeah. it's, it's something that you don't know what it is, but you can season it very well. The 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 food, you know, and uh, and I had the sazon. You know, I feel like I had the sazon. You know, you got so, that gift. <laughs> uh, and it's yeah, and it's when I started to you know to to get more interested in cooking. So I I used to cook along my mother all the time, um, and that's why I got more involved into the into the kitchen you know yes i was i was cooking almost every day for for the for the family kind of that's fantastic and now look at you you're a world-renowned pastry chef and i guess you do have that sason after all that your mom was telling you about (laughs) um i guess so um i know earlier you know when we first got on the phone together you so that you don't really have a typical work day. Um, you know, every day is different and brings something exciting. So what what do your days mainly look like though? I mean, what are you what do you say that you do most of the time each day? Well, I um yes, it's it's it changed every day, you know. I was I, I was telling you I would like to get into my to do list, you know, in my personal to do list, but I really never get into the almost the end of the day, you know. But um I am still very involved on the daily production of uh, of my shop, you know, of uh, whatever it is. If it has to be bread or it has to be chocolate or it has to be desserts or it has to be confections. Um, I have my, my things to do and I try to get it there. I have my station in the kitchen that it's only for myself. And, uh, and it's where I somehow experiment and develop my recipes and I do my production. Um, but, um, I do have an assistant pastry chef, an assistant chocolatier, an assistant baker. Uh, we have, we have three pastry cooks, two or three pastry cooks on daily basis. You know, we have different ones, but anyways, on daily basis, we have two or three pastry cooks, depends on the schedule. And, um, and in the morning, you know, I go over there and I start to, to put hands on production, cooking, whatever I need to do, help my assistants to, to, to do and finish whatever orders we need to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, more um, more towards the middle of the day, about two, three o'clock, is when I go back to to the office, and uh, you know we have another area in the in the in, in atelier 
but it's just exclusively for packaging and, and handling the business, you know, right. the main office and, you know, and uh, administration and all that kind that I hate, but I have to somehow try to do some business too, you know, uh, I cannot just cook anymore. And then um, I do that for a couple of hours, three hours, try to be with my general manager, you know, with my uh, production manager, with my uh, chipping uh, person to check that everything is going well. Try to pretty much fix problems, you know. Sometimes I feel like I am a fixing problem person more than a chef. Yeah. Try to fix everybody else's problems, that, that anything else. And then towards the end of the day, 6, 7 o'clock is when I go back to, to training. Uh, right now, and crunch time for the competition. We have two months to go, and we are just getting ready to to be ready. You know, we obviously try to keep ourselves on top of the three, four first places in the world. You know, yeah. we want to just we want to be in the podium one more time. So, um, and that's what I do at the end of the day. I I you know to take go back to my station and and I'll start working on my on my competition things that we have to do, you know, developing products, you know, the desserts and creating new ideas and, and whatever is all done, just keep practicing. Right. This is what my day looks like. You know? so, yeah. In the, work, no, work most on, of the day and then Sunday. play in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> play in the afternoon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course, you know, on the weekend, so, Sundays usually is my outdoor day. You know, I, I do have a, a 15 year old son, Sebastian, which is obviously my biggest inspiration in life mm. uh, and we just go out and and, uh, and play around you know the mountain biking or snowing and skiing so snowboarding or fishing or whatever we can do you know? yeah that's fantastic that's what, in what a great place yeah. to grow up jackson hole wyoming he's yep. y'all are very blessed yeah. um I know. so can you speak to some of the challenges you face as a chef and chocolatier sure um i think one of the uh, as I mentioned to you before, one of the biggest challenges is myself. You know, I always want to do better. I always want to do more. I always want to finish my day. And I am pretty demanding of myself and my my standards. They got to be, you know, like whatever I think is, is the best, whatever I could do. Um, mm -hmm. That's kind of my, my biggest challenge, you know. Um, another challenge I, I, I see on a daily basis is the, the lack of general misunderstanding of what confections and desserts are in our society, you know, especially in the States. You know, it's, it's fascinating to go and travel to other, I travel a lot, as you know, so it's fascinating to go to, to other countries and see how the desserts and confections are part, are an important part of the society in a different level. I'm not saying in a good or in a bad, it's in here in the States. But here, you know, in the States, it's just this, everybody is allergic to something. <laughs> Uh, we have people who, who come to the shop and ask for wedding cakes, you know, and they they are they want to be gluten free, sugar free, uh, you know, uh, chocolate free. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You name it. You know, I mean, they, they, and then they say, what can what can you do for us? And say, I'm just going to serve you a bucket of ice. Oh, my God. You just read my mind. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, it's like a, literally what, what do you do this to yourself, you know? And of course, you know, I understand there are some allergies and, you know, and I will always ask, is this because an allergy or is this because your personal choice? And when they say it's a personal choice, I say, all right, I will give you a call later. Thank you very much, you know. <laughs> and then I just go and I just kind of, I can't deal with that thing. You know? So I think I would like to, to, to get a little bit more 
you know, education into our society about, I mean, confection doesn't make you fat. You know, this is one of the general uh, most common comments we all have at the shop. Oh, how can you be working in a place like this and you are not fat? And like, well, what it makes you fat are those donuts that you are eating every day, you know, not all these kind of fine confections right. that you can just come and eat once a day. You see what I'm saying? So this is one, you know, uh, this is another one of my frustrations, you know. And the other one, I guess, is the, the lack of dedication from the new generation of young people uh, uh, in the culinary world that want to get into cooking. You know, they're not really somehow uh, have this passion anymore of, of cooking at the best, you know. They just take a job as a cook, as a, as a you know, as a pastry chef, as a pastry cook, just because it's a cooking job, you know, not because they have the passion. Right, it's a paycheck. So that's kind of my <laughs> big frustration, just for sure, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, um, I had thought about going into culinary school just because I like to cook, and, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, you know, you'd be working really long hours, you know, potentially opening up a restaurant, dealing with criticism from outside sources and self-doubt and just a lot of stress, and there's all these things, and I really admire, you know, you and other people that can take on that stress, but at this point in my life, I decided that wasn't something I was quite ready to take on, and I think that, you know, sure. when it comes to to cooking, you know, in a formal setting, it does take, you know, time, and it takes guts, and, you know, you've got to be really determined, and yeah, like you said, I think some some people, you know, younger people, they kind of jump into it thinking, going to be one way and it's completely different <laughs> yeah you know what i i also also um whenever i am in front of the of the people you know in the in the shops uh you know we live in this cult of immediate satisfaction mm -hmm. you know, people want everything immediate fast you know and 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 it really frustrates me a lot you know i mean the fact that they I mean, they order a set of crepes or whatever, you know, and we tell them it's going to take eight, ten minutes approximately, you know, what? Ten minutes? Ten minutes? No, thank you very much, you know, and it's like, I mean, we cook everything from scratch, you know, right. in my shops, we even make the cheese for our cheesecakes, you know, at that level we go. And if people are not able to wait, you know, to enjoy something, I mean, it's crazy. You know, I mean, like, I don't know why, you know, you always, you know, we always grow up in these family meals uh, kind of uh, eating ways. And, you know, before we serve the dinner, we are already talking into in the table, you know, and then dinner comes and then we do after dinner talk. You mm -hmm. know? And, and it's amazing, you know, because we're all talking about food. We're all talking about these ingredients, what we use, you know. And people don't do this anymore. You know, I think that's a huge frustration too. You see people coming into the shops, you know, in the restaurants and six people, all of them in the phones, all of yeah. them, you know. Uh, and it's like, well, this is a nice way to share a meal. Everybody in the phone, you know, it's just weird. That's kind of another frustration. Yeah, which I, think, I, I agree I with that. I think it is weird. And I think that we've kind of lost touch with each other, whereas food is supposed to bring people together. And I think... For me, when I, you know, eat with my family and friends, I put my phone away and I, you know, pay attention to them. And it's a really good opportunity to plug in because you kind of have a captive audience. You're all there sitting, eating together. And sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, breaking bread is not what it used it's, to be. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's for sure. You know, 
that's that's kind of my biggest frustrations, I would say. Um, so I know that you you did talk about you know you develop recipes for clients um, of yours and Muir Copper Canyon Farms. Can you tell us a little bit about your recipe development process and you know how you work with produce? Sure. Um, I guess one of the the main things that it keeps me cooking, as I mentioned to you, is that uh, that I kind of know what goes well with what. You know, I know what ingredients will will match with what ingredient, what flavor goes with what flavors. You know, and, mm. and that's kind of a, I mean, the 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 thing that it keeps me cooking somehow. You know, and when I think about developing a new recipe, the, uh, a, a new dessert, I always think about the principle of evolution. We we evolve as a human beings, you know, from, from being born to be kids to be teenagers to be adults to old people, you know. So whenever you eat something that evolves in your mouth, you're gonna love it, you know. I mean, uh, it goes from from sweet, you know, to sour, to to uh, I don't know, to acidic, uh, to salty. But if you are able to combine all those elements, you know, all this kind of uh, uh, evolution in your mouth, then you are going to score somehow. Mm-hmm. You know? So this is what I do. You know, I um, I try to always put together ingredients that go well, and I know what are the somehow what are the you know the the basic ingredients to develop uh, any recipe. You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe um, we are talking about making a uh, I don't know. Uh, I was telling you a strawberry gelato. No, I don't know why I was thinking about strawberries. Anyway, it's a strawberry gelato. So I know a strawberry gelato is going to have to have meal, cream, a sugar, a kind of a stabilizer, and of course fruit or puree mm-hmm. or compound. You know. So I write down all my ingredients, and then I start to to think about what does it makes this recipe to be able to work the way I want it to work. You know. Of course, there is a lot of trial and error process. Uh, sometimes I, I, you know, we don't like a little bit the intensity of the acidity in there. We have to increase the sugar. Uh, we have to increase the stabilizer or whatever, you know. Uh, and uh, and that's what we, the way I develop the recipes in that way. Uh, always thinking about, I mean, having a party in your mouth. You know? <laughs> Who doesn't like to party? Everybody likes to party, you know. So, uh, so I mean, that's kind of whatever I think about developing the the recipes in the in my way you know something very funny is because i uh, i will write down a recipe in a piece of paper you know and we I mean i will give it to one of my chefs one of my cooks and then uh we make it you know and then i say okay i'm gonna just well correct over here a little bit and correct over mm-hmm. here a little there and then we lost the recipe you know? <laughs> and then it's like where did you put the recipe chef oh my god what is the recipe we all looking in there all around the kitchen for the <laughs> recipes you know and then we have to write it down again you know so now i have uh, this new uh, uh, this girl is uh, she's from the philippines she's very funny because she's always kind of uh, hunting the recipes you know like oh the chef just wrote me a recipe in the in the table, I need to take a picture. No, nobody watch the table. Please, nobody watch the table. You know, so it's kind of funny that you know. So, but anyways, that's the way I do the recipes, kind of. And with the produce I'm working currently right now, I mean, I work with a lot of fruit, uh, with oranges, limes, lemons, berries, all kind of berries, bananas. Uh, uh, I also we also offer in in one of my shops um, some savory food that are uh, we use some salads and herbs and mm-hmm. vegetables. Uh, like you know, potatoes and, and tomatoes, 
uh, uh, I don't know, uh, spinach and, and, you know, herbs, microgreens, and all kind of fresh products that, that we use to complete and to create our crepes and, and little sandwiches or paninis or, or soups that we do, you know? Yeah, definitely. You're making me hungry right now as I think about what I'm going to eat <laughs> once we uh, finish finish your interview. Soon, yeah. <laughs> um, what just a just a fun question. What is what is your favorite thing that you guys have been making lately? Like what is your favorite confection or savory dish that you've developed lately? You know, I guess my uh, one of my a lot of people ask me that question, you know. And I think my favorite thing is the latest one we create. Uh, I mean, we always I always try to create new things, you know. And, and of course I always try to to make better than the last mm -hmm. one, you know. So for uh now, I mean we we uh we making this specific uh entromet. Entromet, it's okay mm -hmm. uh for the for the world champions, you know, and I just think it's fantastic, you know. I, I think we, we created something that this is the thing. One of the most one of the most difficult things about competition, it is to please all those freaks that are judging you, you know, <laughs> regardless the level of competition is, you know. They think they do better than you and they can do better than you, but regardless, you have to please them. From the guy who comes from Africa to the guy who comes from Asia, from the guy who comes from America, you know, South America, they all have different patterns. Right. So that is the goal. If you are able to create something that is not over complex and is easy to understand and digest with your palate and your brain, you're going to score, you know, and you're going to love it. So a lot of the times, you know, uh, the complexity comes in the simplicity of creating something. You know, it is just the way you put the layer of raspberries on top of the layer of, uh, of the cake, you know, or the chocolate mousse. You know, maybe you have to invert it. And then you have the chocolate mood first, and then you have the raspberry at the end, you know. So mm. that's why, you know, uh, you have to somehow keep just working and creating uh, uh, and, and tricking your recipes. So the very last, you know, this just, this cake, you know, uh, uh, it's it's a cake made out of cheese. Uh, I think it's just fantastic. It's a little bit of everything uh, you could ever love in it, you know. And uh, I like that one a lot. I like. One of the latest chocolates I have created is uh, walnut and banana. Yeah. So, you know, it's just as simple as that. It's a walnut praline and it's a, a, a banana ganache. You know? So we just cut fresh bananas, we caramelize them, and then we make a puree, and then we make the ganache with it. We let it infuse, uh, and then we make the walnut praline. You know, we roast the walnuts, a little bit of pecans, you know, caramelize them, and then make the, the praline and then combine it all together. I think that's fantastic. I I mean, sometimes I just can't stop eating that <laughs> all day long. This is, is really cool. It sounds... So that's kind of the latest things that I like. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. It sounds like you really do have a knack for this. And um, you've definitely done a lot. Um, you've been participating in these competitions for a while. And um, so I just wanted to ask you, what has been the proudest moment of your career thus far? Well, I have been very fortunate to have and be proud of many moments on my career. Mm -hmm. I guess from the point of view of uh, business, you know, to to competition, uh, you know, personal life, of course, you know. I guess uh, 
the opening of my shops has been something that I'm very proud of. Uh, the, the, you know, always people ask ask me, how's business? And I say, well, we're still in business, you know, which is the most difficult part. Mm, still yeah. in business, you know. And I think, you know, thanks to all my team, uh, the team that, that work under me and, and with me and along me, you know, uh, my girlfriend and, and my son, we are able to keep on business, you know. So um, I think it's something very proud to be my jobs and, and, and that kind of things, you know. For the competition, there is so many, you know. I, I, I've been doing well in competition and I have not been doing very well also in competition, like anything else, you know. Um, but I guess, um, you know, any international competition is something that I am proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that really kind of marked me for life, it was the World Chocolate Masters, you know. That competition is a really special one. Um, the whole process is crazy from the selection to the finals, you know, it's, it's brutal. Right. It's just, it's just, it is something that it really changed your life. You know, it's a life changing experience to be able to, to start thinking about competing and then being, uh, going to the, to the, to the selection process and win and then go to the semifinals and then win and then go to the finals. And, and, and it's just like, wow. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And then professionally, um, I think when I was uh, uh, named one of the best pastry chefs of America in 2011, uh, I think, uh, you know, that year there were many, I mean, not many because there were only a few of the very good chefs named best pastry chef of America. And in 2011, there were very, very big names among myself, you know, so I am very proud and humbled to be, to be able say that I was named one of the best pastry chefs of America in 2011. That's another very proud moment of my career. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I guess the, you know, when I got the award for the best chocolates in the world in 2015 at the World Pastry Team Champions, you know, I mean, you have over there uh, Italy and France and Belgium and Switzerland and Japan and, and then they name your name, you know, it's just something you cannot believe, you know, it's like, wow, this is it's paying off. Yeah. You know? So of course it's, it was that that was a very proud moment in life for me. So, but I have many. Fortunately, you know, I guess you know when I did also the the Latin American selection for the Gelato World Cup, uh, and we won in Argentina. That was just fantastic. You know? I mean, I, I can name many, you know, but those those few are the ones that, that kind of stick it, out to you. I always think about it. I'm really thankful about yeah. being able to to lead that. You know? Well, I think those are some fantastic accomplishments, and I love how you mentioned, you know, the support of your family and and your staff as well, you know, and acknowledge that, you know, you work really hard and you have this great team of people behind you supporting you, and I think that's fantastic. You should be very proud. Oh, that's correct. <laughs> I wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it by myself, of course. I mean, they are all big part of, of this. Yeah, so, no, I think you're... I'm just a crazy brain sometimes. Yeah, I think you're fantastic, and... um. I'm glad to be speaking with you right now. It's pretty inspirational to hear, you know, all that you've done and um, makes me want to do more. (laughs) You should. Yes. And so um, my last question for you is, what about your job gets you out of the bed in the morning and how do you motivate and inspire yourself and your staff? Um, Tough question. You know, it's, uh, (laughs) you know, it is, it is a tough one, but it's, uh, um, but it's not that tough. I think it's just, it's just love to be being yourself, I guess, you know, I mean, uh, I guess after 16, 18 hours of working a day, 
I don't really think that oh, I have to wake up and then go again to the shop. I never think about mm-hmm. that kind of thing, you know. I'm just somehow excited about completing, trying to complete the project that I couldn't finish the night before, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, and, and that's what is somehow just keep me going. I always, you know, I come to the shops and, and I see all my stuff, you know. And as I mentioned to you, sometimes I feel like I'm a fixing problem person rather than a chef, you know, because everybody tells me about the problem. And I try to just give them an advice, you know. And uh, and somehow, you know, it is it is nice to see um, over there when I go to the, to the to, to my work, wherever I go, you know, uh, that people somehow have a smile and, and they keep working and they keep doing whatever you are teaching them to do on a daily basis. And you go to the shop and they keep doing it, you know, and, and my staff, you know, of course, my family keeps motivating me to keep doing it. You know, uh, that's kind of whatever I do. Obviously, trying to, to be one of the best of the things I do in life, whatever I do, you know, I'm, I'm very obsessive, compulsive about that. And, and, you know, I start to get into making gelato and I say, you know, the only best way that I could be one of the best is competing at the gelato workout. You know, let me try, let me try to find out. What what can I do to get in there? You mm-hmm. know, and I finally made it. You know, up until I got best regional gelato in the world award. You know, so that was another very proud moment in my career, for sure. And then, you know, I want to be the best chocolatier. You know, so what can you do to be the best chocolatier? Where work hard and then compare yourself with the others, <laughs> as you just mentioned. Uh, accept critic uh, criticism, which is very tough for a lot of people. You know, and 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 you know then. I started to compete at the World Chocolate Masters, you know, and that's what it was, you know. And then, you know, I wanted to be one of the best pastry chefs in the world, you know. And and then what can you do? Well, compete against the best, you know. Put yourself out there, get out of your comfort zone, and, and you know, just try and see how far you can do, you know. And right. That's what it keeps me motivating, you know. All these people who somehow also come and, and you know, and, and work on a daily basis along me and, they keep doing it. How can I don't do it? You know, I have to do it for them too. You know, so that's what it keeps me motivated. I guess uh, life. You know, what better thing it reason in life that life itself. You know, yeah. I'm always somehow. Uh, you know, I, I I go to bed and 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 think about. Well, if I don't wake up tomorrow, I I had a very great day. You know, I mean, I'm blessed for that. You know, and, and then I just go relax. Meditate. I wake up next morning, you know, ready to do all. That's what it is. So that's kind of it. That's fantastic. Living this beauty for life. Yeah. You know? Well, it doesn't hurt yeah. that you live in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, either, and that's right. It doesn't hurt that either. <laughs> that's right outside your bedroom window. That's for sure. You know? <laughs> A huge thank you to Chef Oscar Ortega for taking the time to speak with me. We will be sending you and your team good vibes during your competition this month. Another thank you to Mirror Copper Canyon Farms for connecting us with Chef Oscar. If you ever find yourself in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, go back Coco Love and get one of those awesome confections. That's all I have for this week. If you haven't already, go give Colorful Plates a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for recipes and more. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh.